Louis Auxiliary Program. March table. March table. Sleepwalkers, 85 years old, sing. Carry me back, back from old And we'll hear the amazing story of two brothers who hadn't seen each other for 45 years and who meet in Indianapolis, Indiana. But we won't go into that now because we have too many other things to talk about. No, we... Like, like, for instance, we have to talk about... We have to talk about Bob and Ray Bennett tonight, for one thing. That's tomorrow night. Where will that be? That will be at the casino at Mongolia. They are selling out. They have... Yeah, you might get a reservation in Friends because they'll have the ropes up, certainly. Oh, indeed. Bob and I are bringing our own, in fact. And, uh... We hope to see all our friends. We're going to make it one of our big nights. It's going to be one of the biggest benefit shows ever put on in New England. In, in the whole country of the or world. Or in the world. Sure. Or universe. I haven't had my lunch, Bob. I wonder if could I be excused for about You look eight. very pallid today. Well, that, that's okay. That part oh. of it is all right. Did you know your pant leg is on fire? Oh, that's all right, Bob. I'm sure. I knew that. Did you know your sleeve is oh, on no, fire? Oh, oh, put it out. Oh, different. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering who that would be walking through that door. Well, it's an old dear friend of us all. Humming Strum. No. Hello. Huh? No, no that isn't Humming Strum. How are our, our I haven't seen friend. them for a long time. I, I don't know how, how they are. How are our old friends? I mean, that's quite a mouthful. Try that, Bob. How are our old friends? See what I mean? It's very difficult. Try it, everybody. Go everybody, right now, on, yes. the, uh, on the signal from us. Ready? Go. Commercial time. Chesterfield over and over again. Chesterfield satisfy women and men. Milder, much milder, all smokers agree. Always by Chesterfield A, B, C. A lot of people have written in requesting that we sing that Chesterfield commercial more often. However, there was one that requested that we didn't, and that's from the Chesterfield people. And I think that's the one we'll honor today. I Chesterfield is our honor letter today. We'll send them some candy. That's a very good idea. We could. Now, Linda Lovely. <laughs> we always have, we always get that when Ken is lying down. You know, we have sofas in the studio. And uh, when the musicians aren't playing, of course, they go over and They have to get all the rest they can between numbers, because it does take so much out of them. As you see, friends, they, they have taken all the rests out of their musical arrangements. They play right through. They don't do any resting at all. And it's, it's quite a... I mean, not many musicians do that. They no, usually have rests in the arrangement, but yes. our two men don't. So that makes it imperative that they rest between numbers you rather than during. that there are no rests in any of the numbers you'll hear. You're absolutely correct. Well, I think we ought to hear some music. No, I think we ought to play something nice that we could listen to. Something like Now, Now, Now is the hour.
song before, but never played as well as that. I've heard that song before, but never played like Valerie that. Valerie will get you nowhere. Valerie will get you nowhere. That was a member of Sammy Eisen's orchestra who said that. Or he was a member. I don't think... Are you still working for him, Green? He's working for me. Oh. <laughs> Uh, same old thing. Just hope he isn't listening today when you say things like that. I was wondering, could I sit in sometime with the orchestra? You know, uh, uh, Bill, I am an old sax player. You are? Yeah. This old sax I have is well, made about 1890. It's a real, real old sax. Old sax and I'd love to be able to play it some night. I'd love to sit in with the Ruby Newman Orchestra and take off. So that would be the ultimate of success, wouldn't it? To sit in with the Ruby Newman Orchestra. Is that an alto or a tenor? Oh, it's a combo basically. Oh, yeah. It's a bicycle profundo. Very pretty. You notice I hit my share of blue notes. Also, I can talk while playing, which is very unusual for sax players. Oh, look out. What? Look out. I think it'll blow right up. No, it won't. Oh, I have a safety release. I'm not worrying. It won't blow. Nothing will happen. is better than Carmen ever held it in St. Louis Blues. I know it. Carmen couldn't begin to compete with that. That's a real note. And it was held to the courtesy of Ken Wilson. We have a new feature today. Huh? We have a new feature. What? It's a, a, a new kind of soap opera. You mean? It's the story of a dentist. Yes? The name... What will his name be? I don't know. Let's think up a good name for a dentist. Name. No theme here, Ken. Let's think up a name for this fellow. He has the theme already. The Yanks are coming. Dr. Novocaine. Dr. Novocaine. As we look in on Dr. Novocaine, he's looking down at the mouth and talking with one of his patients who is seated in the chair before him. That's a rather nasty cavity you have there. Yes. Well, that's the hole in my head you're looking at. Oh. Yeah, it's my mouth over here. The, See all them teeth in there? What do you mean all them teeth? You only have four. Do you want to save them? Well, it seems like a lot. Hey, why don't you bite down on this wax? I want to see what kind of a bite you get. Okay, I'll make a big impression. Okay. You're know, surprising me a bit, young man. Okay, here I go, biting down on this wax for the impression. My lands. I want you to want to suicide, young man. I don't want you chewing anymore. You see, you've eaten half your tongue away with that bite. Uh, doctor, I'm your faithful and trusted assistant and anesthetist, and I, I give the ether to these patients. Yeah, let me see a fingernails. I know. They're dirty. Go on out, Mac, and clean them up, and then we'll put this guy out. Oh, but shucks, Doc. Now, go ahead. We must be tidy and clean. Okay. Let me see your fingernails. They don't matter. Okay. I'll be back in a minute. Okay. You want me to do any anesthetist? I want you to give me the just okay. so you get back. I'll be back in just a second. Okay. He's my faithful anesthetist. Mac is his name. I wish you'd hurry up and do something, Doc. His tooth's killing me. Which one? Is there oh, a... This one right here. Oh, yes. Well, okay. Hand me my, uh, my forceps. How am I going to take it off the wall over the sink there? No, no, no. I didn't say forceps. I said forceps. Oh. You yeah, I'll roll up my sleeve. Yeah, it's what these instruments... How are them for forceps? Who are you now? 
Just who are you? Like I'm that? the patient. Oh, you're the patient, yeah. right? I just want to get that clear. I thought you were Mac, my no, anesthetist. No, I'm your anesthetist. Uh, I'm the guy to give you that. Okay. Right back for washing my hands yet. Okay, well, come back here, patient, and talk I'm with me. I'm so Irish, I think, <laughs> no, from now on. You probably... I use a mixed type I come in that. That'll make it much easier for us to distinguish. Make it easier for me to distinguish between... It'll make it easier for me, too. Speaking of rolls, what do you want on those rolls? Just the warm uh, butter from nearby farm. Right, oh. I'll be back in the flash. Okay, sir. With the anesthetist. All right, all right. Now then, you pay. Pick up, dog. This dude is killing me. Okay, open up your mouth. Oh, uh, yeah. What do you think of the Red Sox? Oh, I can't go along with you on that. They're getting good pitching now. They'll probably win the gonfalon. Oh, yeah. That hurt? Well, I'll blow some frigid air on that open cavity. Oh, 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 oh. You feel that? Oh, here I am, Doc. Back again. Yeah, put him out. He's in agony. I'll give him some anesthetic. i give him some ether. Give him a hit in the head. All right. Yeah, that's better. He's out now, I think. Are you going to pull his tooth for him or not? Easy. Now, we'll just attach this forceps to the door. And now when I close the door, his tooth will pop out. Okay, let's... And I think it's very generous of this man. He's donated it to the Elks. We're all set now. Okay, now if you'll open the door. Now I'll close it. You pull the forceps out, not his tooth. And the tooth come with that? No, you had the forceps tied to the door. Well, I know, but wasn't the forceps... They were tied to the tooth, no. Oh, well, let's try it again. All right. Now then, well... Someone called me. Why, Gore, what do you want, sir? I just stepped in from the corridor. I know, but close the door, please. Uh, what brings you down here? You have a toothache, Gore? I have a bad toothache, yes. I didn't think you felt any pain at all because you're dead. We're all dead here, you know. Why, oh, no, We that. like it that way. It's the only way to be. Follow me down in this corridor. No, I can't. I'm busy. Uh, I'm By the way, how did you arrive here? I came by coach. By coach? Yes. But there's no road. I know. Now, friends, let's pause briefly for a word from my friend and yours. With a word. What could you do in New York with an extra $12.54? That's what you save when you go round-trip Boston to New York on a New Haven train instead of by plane. Even a one-way fare saves you $6.90. Either way, you have extra money for fun. Remember, too, the cool, safe comfort of New Haven's deluxe coaches. No highway hazards, no traffic jams. New Haven trains take you from in-town Boston to midtown New York, and it's only three hours and 55 minutes on New Haven's famous Yankee Clipper and luxurious Merchants Limited. Yes, there's no getting away from it. From Boston to New York, it's cheaper by New Haven Railroad. No canceled schedules, always safe, cool comfort, on New Haven trains. Next time, go New Haven and save. Now our cooking and home economics Thank expert... Thank you, Bob, and hello, <coughs> <coughs> Better go that again, Bob. Our cooking and home economics expert, Mary Margaret Magoo. Thank you, Bob, and hello, friends everywhere in Radio Land. It's grand to be back with you all. Shall I, Anesta, 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 shall I give her some ether, Ray? No, you better not, because she's our cooking and home expert, economist. Yes, you are. Mary, we had a card this morning oh, yeah. requesting that you give us a recipe for strawberry roan. For who? Strawberry roan. Well, I don't know much about that. I have to look it up in my I wish, file. I wish you'd look it up. For one thing, I don't know what roan is. 
But I do know the strawberries, and this, of course, isn't the season for them, Bob. What was that, Ken? <laughs> yes. No, that's another wrong. But you see, Rome is a capitalist. You're right, Ken. But uh, don't trifle with his remarks. Don't worry about them. They don't mean a thing. You'll find that to be true. The longer you know Ken Wilson, the less you'll find anything he says means anything. Well, I know he says a lot of things that are very unimportant, Bob. I know that. And besides that, he sleeps most of the time. I thought I was talking. You were, Mary. Well, why don't you let me talk? Oh, why not? All this diet thing. All right, go ahead. What were you going to talk about? Oh, and I don't know much about Rome. But uh, I do know lots about strawberries. Well, maybe you have another delightful strawberry recipe. Strawberry jam. Strawberry jam, yes. Wouldn't you like some of that? That sounds delicious. Of course, it right? takes a full day in the kitchen, ladies, to make strawberry jam. You just can't make it overnight. Mm-hmm. Of course you can, but uh, I'd recommend that you spend all one day in the kitchen. Yeah. And what That's you do probably is... a cool day, huh? Yes, because on a hot day with all the burners going, you'll, you'll find it awfully hard to breathe in any kitchen that way. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, well, go ahead with your recipe, will you please? Uh, uh, buy two or three quarts of strawberries. Two or three quarts. Now, that may rock you a little, and far as the price goes... They're high this year. Yes, mm-hmm. but if you can stand it, then buy three or four quarts of strawberries, three depending on how much strawberry jam you want to make. Now, you'll find that with more strawberries, you'll have more jam. It works out that way always? Yeah. Well, not always, no. <laughs> okay. But uh, it depends Most on the always. size of the, uh, of the strawberries, mm-hmm. you see. Now, if you have big strawberries, you'll have big jam. <laughs> or more jam. No, big jam, and big it'll, be a little, it'll be a little jam. Uh-huh. With little strawberries. Yeah. Now, the way I do it is I take these strawberries and I mash them. I thoroughly mash them up. Excuse me just a minute. Excuse me too, Bob. The time is one fifteen. Well, hello, uh, Peter. What's new? He just came in for that one announcement. Has he gone? Yes. Oh, I thought Go maybe ahead, he had a few news bulletins. No. Now, uh, what you do then, of course, is mash them up and put them into a big, big pot. Yeah. Add some water and boil until they get all bubbly. Mm-hmm. No, you no. let them get boiled before you do anything. You boil them all up, yes, Bob. Uh-huh. And that takes quite a while, depending on how much cold water you've added and how much ginger ale you've put in it. You put ginger ale in this, ra- in this yes. strawberry jam? Uh, yes, mm. yes. How long is soda. It? Just the plain ginger ale without soda. Just plain, straight ginger ale. That's right. <clears throat> now, uh, after it's been boiling 10 or 15 minutes and bubbling, take it off the burner and pour through an old flour bag. Uh-huh. Clean one. A clean one, preferably. But if you want to leave a little old flour in it, that's up to you. Okay. It'll make it a little more pasty and it'll stick on bread better. Mm-hmm. Now, then you let it cool, I presume. No, you don't. As a matter of fact, you whip it right back over a hot charcoal fire. Now, it's in a sack, as you know. Now, all the stuff that's run through the sack, you put up. Yeah. You put it up in jars. What do you do with the stuff that's inside the sack and hasn't run through? It makes a swell cooling drink with marshmallow fluff. Now then, well, with all this stuff that you have in the sack, you have you hang it about six feet over a hot charcoal fire mm-hmm. until you begin to smell the bag. Yes. Burning. Burning. That means it's been on long enough that it stays any longer. It will fall into the fire. Uh-huh. And, and the whole thing will you have. Oh, 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 I've seen those beds, but it's all in fire. Cut up a few lemons and put that in to give it a little tart. A little tang. And then, of course, you put it into a jar and melt some candles on the top of it. Mm-hmm. And now you... I think you've got two recipes mixed up here today. You see, this wax will keep all the air from getting out. 
yeah. of it, you see. Yes, uh-huh. Because you want to keep that nice air in there. Yeah. If you let it out, then it'll taste just like old strawberries or something. Yeah. Then how long do you let this set before you use it? Until you hear the first one blow up down south. <laughs> that happens about three or four weeks later. Uh-huh. That means that's it's gamey. That means it's ready, huh? Uh-huh, yeah. Well, sir, we'll try some of that this spring. I hope you summer. do, Bob, and leave me know how it comes out. Certainly will. We'll left you. We'll left you right here, I think. Meanwhile, so long and thank you. I like the way Mary signs off for a little bit nowadays, don't you? Good and 30. Tell you what, Mary. Got a nickel? Got a phone? I have Got a minute? That I have. And call Richmond 21750 okay, right now. And enjoy television in your home today. Would you like to give a demonstration of how easy it is to enjoy television in your own home? Sure. You, you get the operator. Well, operating? Get me, Richmond... A simple phone call, and the House of Television, New England's largest exclusive television dealers, will deliver an Admiral television console set to your home without any obligation, without delay, and without Hello, any Admiral? cost to you. Yeah. Look, Admiral, I'm calling. Uh, I saw the radio said to call you. What fellow was that? I don't know, some radio... Yeah? He said to give you a call and you'd come out to my house with a television he set. He said I'd come out to your house. No, buddy. He didn't say that. No, no, no. I'm here. I'm one of the trade uh, telephone operators. Well, he didn't say anything I don't go out with them television sets. Well, he didn't say who'd come no, exactly. No, not me. Must be somebody else. Who what? was that fellow on the radio? Well, anyway. I won't say it. I want to get him in okay, touch. Okay, then. Okay, well, thank you. Anything you say will be used. Bye. Bye. Not just any television set. Not a small... Try it again, will you, Ray? While I'm reading this. No, I won't. I won't go through that. <laughs> Not a small table model, but Admiral Television, one of America's top brand names, nationally advertised from coast to coast. Phone Richmond 21750 now. Special operators are awaiting your call. Arrange for your free home trial. You name the time when you want your set delivered. The House of Television will have it in your home right on time. Judge the sensational performance of Admiral Television yourself. The price, imagine it. Would you like to guess? Uh, no, you better tell me. I'll hold on to the chair. You won't be surprised. I won't? It'll surprise you it's so low. Oh. $229.95. Gee. Complete. If you decide to buy, it's yours for as little as $22.95 down. Yeah. And up to two full years to pay. Say. But right now, it's yours absolutely free, no cost, no obligation, a plain free trial. If you call Richmond 21750... That's House of Television, Richmond 21750. Today. Oh, today, yeah. Okay, well, I hope everyone does that. Everyone who's interested in television. I do, too. I'd like to have another song here. Yeah, I think it would be nice. A wonderful suggestion. Well, look, the last time... (laughs) What's the matter, Ken? You hit a nerve, eh? Ah, I didn't know you had any the way you play, although I figured you had a lot. That's right. Funny in there. Anyway, the first song they played, of course... But now, now, now. This time they're playing I Do, I Do, I Do. What a rut there is. Oh, wow. Run, run, run.
<laughs> you both call it out your glasses. That was big time music if I ever heard it. Is that a new song? Is that a new song? It was written by Russ Morgan, I know. I do, I do, I do. Is that the name sure. of it? Sure. Well, it was swell. And, and congratulations to both of you men. Good afternoon, everyone. This is Leo Egan. Oh, quiet. Goodness that can't say. be Leo Egan up here at this time of day. No, today's the day, you know, did I tell you? No. Yeah, today's the day. The Pilgrim Theater is the place... Formerly the Olympia, isn't it? Yes, but I'm getting to that. Oh. The Pilgrim Theater is the place for the Boston premiere... A premiere of Reign of Terror. Walter Wenger's magnificent adventure of courage and romance. Be sure to see this thrilling drama about the most successful of the French Revolution. Watch a man risk his life to block a madman's path to power. See him challenge the charm of the most beautiful woman in Paris. Reign of Terror is a motion picture packed with action, romance, and daring spectacle scenes. Brought vividly to life against the lusty background of violence and revolution. See Reign of Terror starring Rick Cummings and Ricky Faceheart. Charlene Dahl starts today at the Pilgrim Theater, formerly the Olympia, on Washington Street in Boston. It's a motion picture you'll never forget. Be among the first to see and applaud Reign of Terror. See Rouge as the colorful girl... Who has the gambling joint south of the Pecos? That's portrayed, of course, by Spring Byington. Excuse me, friends, there's a mosquito in the studio. In the studio. Be among the first to see in a. He brought a friend. Be among the first to see and applaud Reign of Terror at the comfortably air conditioned Pilgrim Theater, formerly the Olympia. On Washington Street in Boston. And incidentally, friends, Arlene Dahl is pronounced Dahl. <laughs> well, that's right like at the bottom of that script. Wonderful picture. Successfully to say Arlene Dahl is pronounced Dahl. Just remember one thing if you don't Why? remember anything else about that commercial that the theater, the Pilgrim Theater, was formerly the Olympia. And one other thing we want to emphasize Richard Basehart is in it. <laughs> well, see. Richard Basehart, incidentally, is from Zanesville, Ohio. Good for Dick. And uh, I think his father was mayor of that city at one time. Grace, you happen to have these figures right at your... Bob, I have a mind that's like an encyclopedia. Mm -hmm. I have a card file mind. I can go and thumb through my head and take out any card I want. It fits your head. It's square. It is. And uh, I can take out and discuss any subject. Who's this fat boy sitting at the piano? Still green, an alleged piano player. He's wanted on a bad check chart Boy, in St. Joseph. I heard him play and... You what? I heard him play. I'll say. He's great. <laughs> yeah. He certainly is. He's fine, as we say in music. <laughs> Here's Bill Green to play something on the piano. See what I mean? Absolutely no talent. He'll, he'll work a concert arrangement out of this. Wilson saved him again. Did you ever play with Frankie Masters? No. The toy piano? You look like the fellow, Professor Coleslaw. I think, weren't you with Larry Funk and his band of a thousand... No, it was Roy Smeck. Oh, that's right. Here, that's who he was with. He was with Larry Funk for a long, long time. Larry he was with? Yeah. Sure. He was also with Glenn Gray. G-R-A-Y. Not the one we know. No. The Castle Moments. Yeah, it's a, it was Castle Omar Orchestra. Glenn Gray, G-R-A-Y, and the Castle Omar. That's right, orchestra. They used to play outside of Kentucky. Well, that was back back in the days. That was back in the days of the Tom E. Darcy Orchestra. That's right. And uh, 
Guile, G-U-I-L, Umbardo and his orchestra. I knew Mr. Umbardo well. Guile, Umbardo. What do you have, an exposure meter there? Excuse me, but we have something exciting going to happen any minute. This is... <laughs> this, what is that? Looks like a time bomb to me. What is that? Don't oh, it's a vibrator. Oh, I'd love to have one. That will interfere with our radio waves, I hate to tell you. Oh, a vibrator that the barber gives you when you go to the barber shop. That's wonderful. You can, you can, what, what you do for oh, that's what Long Prescott wants to sell this. You put it on your hands and you put it in cream and it whips it. That's 220 volts, Bill, I forgot to tell you. <laughs> that's a vibrator? <laughs> that's a wig vibrator. I've had bigger vibrators going up elevators. <laughs> Oh, this it is sounds no. good, though. You we should have sell this. We should have had that for our doctor scene. You know, it's not like it we still have a better business bureau in this town. You can't advertise things like this over the air. No, it's, it's, it's just nowhere, completely nowhere. But you care to give the brand name? It's making furrows in your head. Well, that part is okay, Bob. I but knew did that. You know your sleeve was on fire. Oh no, I didn't know that. Put it out. <laughs> All right. Well, let's have a bugle, Charlie, huh? <laughs> Two feature races, the ninth and 10th, plus two more of the important second-round Wonderland Futurity Elimination Contests highlight the Big Ten Race program for tonight Maybe there at Wonderland Revere. It's another great night of greyhound racing with popular favorites appearing in every race. Here they go by now. Here are the entries for the 10th, the distance event over the Revere course. 50, Candy Lane, Game Girl, Tinsy, Sweet Danger, Gay Judy, Banshee, and Chinelli. But... Oh, the first race, 7.45, daily double close at 7.30. The bear is near from Boston by MTA from Maverick Station from everywhere over wide highways. Two big floodlighted free parking lots provided for those who drive. See tonight's great program of Greyhound races at Wonderland Revere, America's number one track. Now, Ken Wilson with our theme. Sounds like a... Uh... Like an Evinrude outboard motor a little bit, doesn't it? It does, quite a, quite a lot. Well, did you finish the commercial, Bob? Yes. Oh, I You know, that's a question I've always wanted to ask. Why does a barber take a mirror and let you look at your head after he's all done? What can be done about it anyway? can't do anything about it. No, no, we don't, Bob. We'll be back again tomorrow afternoon at 1 o'clock with Matinee with Bob and Ray. And a big Friday feature with loads of big things for you to listen to. A lot of fine music by Ken Wilson and Bill Green. Same spot on the dial, 850-WHDH in Boston. Now stand by for an important announcement from one of our announcers. Everything is in readiness for you to see what I have in the program. This is WHDH. Stop talking. Stop talking. You're playing. Shh. Quiet.